0: One, two, three, all right, guys, this is episode two uh, on setting yourself up for uh, a fat loss win right and I just found out like ten minutes ago that Texas has uh removed the the mask policy, and I literally just almost fell off my chair. Uh, I worked in Texas with crisis nursing, and uh I came in process that right now, but anyhow, let's move forward so. How can you, before you jump into, and even if you're not doing my program, this stuff is going to help you, right? So what can you do to reassure yourself that you're going to have a a successful time because you probably have tried many times before losing weight, fat, that you're going to win this time? Let's talk about the roles of serotonin and dopamine. Huge huge part of your formula to win here okay so and most and to be honest with you guys like i think everybody or most of us at one point in the middle of this pandemic were serotonin or dopamine p- got depleted and you know that's why a lot of us gained weight so let's talk about what they do and what their roles are really quick. And I have a medical background, but I'm going to try to keep this really uh, in lay terms. Okay, So really, any deficiencies in these neurotransmitters, which that's what there's, I think there's nine neurotransmitter, but we're just going to talk about the dopamine and serotonin, is going to make you feel uh, sluggish, and you're not going to want to exercise, and you're going to gain weight because your metabolism is going to go down, and you're probably going to try to reach for crappy food, comfort food, And uh, let's try to to teach you the basics so if you do feel like this, we can kick those up and get them working again. So dopamine, um, it is a neurotransmitter, as we said, and it's responsible for pleasure, ecstasy, and satisfaction, achievement, and when you're happy, okay? Uh, When you fall in love, actually, you know, dopamine is kind of the same thing. If you you didn't know this, which I found this out a couple years ago, working uh, ICU and neuro, Were most street drugs, the drug itself is not what produces the high. Uh, Especially in ecstasy or MDNA, it's like it is the massive release of dopamine to the brain. So if you've ever done ecstasy, which I did when I was way younger, you feel like a potato head for weeks after because it depletes all your dopamine. So dopamine is essential for a healthy mood. Um, And if you have a depletion of it, it's linked to a lot of uh, health disorders. So there are stimulants out there. uh, The ADHD drugs and caffeine uh, help increase the level. And, of course, exercise does. So serotonin, on the other hand, is kind of the opposite. It doesn't have a stimulatory effect, but it kind of... uh, as the, the role in the brain is it calms you, brings you in a good mood, it regulates your appetite, your sleep cycle. You know, in some of the research I, I did, I, I it's from my old nursing books, I don't know if this changed, but I had to laugh, but it says it inhibits violence and uh, it suppresses pain. I don't know about the pain part, but they talked about how most criminals have low serotonin. Uh, I think most criminals are psychopaths, but that's not where we're going with this, but I had to... my I raised an eyebrow about that one, and it also uh, leads to Parkinson's and uh, us, uh low immune system. God knows we don't want that now with COVID. So you have to have your serotonin and your dopamine levels in the in the green. And how do you know? You, you can't measure it. There's no, you know, COVID test for your serotonin and dopamine. But I can tell you how you can. Make it better, and you will know just by your moods. So, they proved years ago that serotonin is not made in the brain, it's made in the GI tract. And I remember when I first heard that I was, you know, in Vegas at one of those conferences, and I was like, What? And years later, they've proven like over 90% of the serotonin starts being made in the GI tract. And if you eat a poor diet, you're gonna have a ugly GI tract and your gut bacteria, it's also known as your flora, right, F-L-O-R, it's called your flora, your gut bacteria, it needs to be in a healthy state. And then the machine will be working. If you're constantly eating a poor diet and you're not hydrated, right, your little machine down there is not gonna be working. Now, another thing that you can do to help the serotonin is HTP-5. HTP-5 is an over-the-counter mood enhancer. And it actually what it does is it grabs the serotonin in the GI tract, and it's like a little bus, and it drives it up to the brain. It just really makes a nice big expressway path, an autobahn or whatever you want to call it, right to the brain, and it opens a really nice pathway. Now, you have to be careful. If you are on antidepressants or SSRIs, talk to your physician or a neurologist if you have one. But a physician, they usually don't want you to do HTP-5 when you're on any sort of antidepressants because what can happen is the whole thing can backfire, and you'll have more serotonin than you need, and the whole factory will shut down. Um, another thing that I really tell clients to do if they can before they do any life-changing uh, fat loss programs or you know are going to change change things is do a good GI cleansing, and the one I like a lot is Dr. Natura. It's a Dr. Natura N A T U R A. It's all one word dot com. and they sell an intestinal cleansing kit that sounds really gross. But it's actually just teas and pills and powders, and actually you don't need to stop eating when you do it. Some of them, they want you to stop eating for, you know, four or five days. You eat fine, and you just change, uh, you know, you're changing your meals to, hopefully, fruits and vegetables. But um, that will help reset your gut, okay? So I hope I got out of that quickly and uh, that wasn't too sciencey, right? So the other things that you would really want to do before you jump into this life change is you have to tell yourself that processed foods have got to go, you know, and I think they're always going to be around and I get it like I've taken long drives and, you know, you stop at a gas station, and you're like, what the hell, you know, and um, I remember when I was dating the last guy i was dating i was eating quest bars and like um some of those macro bars like crazy because i have a sweet tooth but those little guys are five 300 calories a piece you know like they're gonna pack weight on you and they're still processed if you throw something on the counter and it can sit there for even wrapped if it can sit there for months and not spoil that's processed food right so if it spoils You know that's what you want to eat you you know let me be clear that you don't want to eat it when it's spoiled but if it's going to spoil and you have to refrigerate it or whatever um you know that's what you want to eat and i'm surprised these are not more popular i have these bags i think they're called little debbie bags they're green and you put your fruits and vegetables in them and they last so much longer because i go to the fresh fruit market here uh on the weekends and I just stock up and I put them in these bags and they never ever spoil or it's, it's awesome. Um, another thing you can do is if you have, you know, a partner in the house who's not on board or you have kids and I, I get it uh, and you, and if you have a problem dipping your finger in those cookie jars, you can lock it up. And if you do do this, I always tell clients this cause they forget this part. You're going to sit down with your family and say, listen, like I don't want to see you eat pizza. I don't want to see you eat tacos. And if you plan on having a taco night or a pizza night, you know, and if this bothers you, you just are going to plan to remove yourself from the situation because you can't, I don't want to say punish them, but you know, you have to find that happy medium if you have a family. Okay. Um, one thing I had for a long time was a canister and it's, uh, it's a giant plastic cookie jar. It's got a lock on it. And, um, it's a, a time lock and I would lock it for Sundays where I would have cookies or something in there. And every Sunday that's when I knew I could have a cookie. Um, a lot of clients ask me about cheat me cheat meals or cheat days. So it, if you join my program, this is something I kind of design for the client. Um, but how, if someone were to ask me about it, I don't think a cheat meal is bad. Um, One day a week, I think cheat days are just like jumping off a bridge. Like you've worked so hard, you know, and even if even if you're still in a calorie deficit, I mean, you've done so well. I think one cheat meal is fine, but the cheat days, and if you feel you need a cheat day, I honestly think there is some more, um, how do I say this, psychological things that you need to address. And actually, I just light bulb myself that should, that should be a separate podcast um yeah i'll go down that one later because i know for a fact i've had many clients who want to cheat days versus cheat meals and you know ask yourself what's your vice and accept it like how many times have you told yourself like i can't drink anymore i can't have a cookie anymore i can't do this now obviously if you're drinking is you know causing you legal problems and you're finding yourself you have alcoholism um that's a different issue and that's not in my scope but i'm talking like what is your vice if it's something that's not healthy doing all the time you need to accept yourself that it is your vice and you need to figure out how to bring it in without hindering your fat loss and again that's something i do more with the the clients when i develop their plans One thing that works for me really well, too, is I take a picture of myself front and back because pictures don't lie. Scales do, right? Um, Really funny story before I wrap this up. It's not funny, actually, but at the last two years in my studio, I brought in a uh, $7,000 machine that did your weight, your body fat, your hydration, like, and it would send, go to your app on your phone. It would show a little 3D hologram of your body. And it was so incredible. Like 90% of my clients still wanted to go on the Step-On scale. Even though the other machine gave them that number, they were, all they wanted was that scale because I think they knew if, you know, and I remember when I got it, I thought to myself when I got more educated, like I used to do contests all the time. Like whoever lost 20 pounds won like a $1,000, finding myself later on that women were starving themselves and dehydrating themselves to lose 20 pounds. And this machine showed everything and uh, people didn't want it. So those are some things that you can do to set yourself up. And again, if you join the program, there's much more. But hopefully if you don't, these things will help you as well. And I uh, hope you win this time. Bye.